right? I think so many people hear the word spirituality and they're like, oh, that's some crazy woo-woo fairy tale magic nonsense. Like if you're spiritual, you're a witch, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Hello everybody and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So I haven't been doing too many guest episodes so far this year, but I've become aligned with you know a particular person that I met on social media that I really did want to bring onto the podcast to chat with you guys today. So it's a podcast with a guest, which is a bit overdue, but hey guys, it is what it is. <laughs> so today's guest, like I mentioned, is someone that I connected with on social media and um, she shared a bit of her story with me through direct message. And I just felt so inspired by what it is she was saying. And I feel like this is something that, um, you know, a lot of other, a lot of you guys would really benefit from hearing about as well. So it's a little bit different to the usual podcasts, um, but I'm so excited to welcome Amy Castle. Welcome, Amy. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. So we've started connecting a bit ourselves in, you know, on Instagram, but for everyone who's tuning in and listening today, why don't you just kick this off by telling them a bit about yourself? Well, uh, my name's Amy, (laughs) obviously. Um, I'm 23 years old. I love film, um, modeling and food. That's one of my favorite things, food, actually. See, I can relate on that. Food is absolutely one of my sources of happiness. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Amy, who loves food. So tell us, Amy, tell us a little bit about your journey so far. You know, what it is that you're sort of going through or have been through. And, you know, like you've mentioned to me before that you've gone through a bit of a spiritual awakening and also faced a few different challenges in the past year. So why don't you open up and share a bit about that with us? Okay, well, um, basically last year was a real eye opener with like for me, um, whether it was mental or physical, um, both kind of just got thrown at me. (laughs) Basically, last year, I was diagnosed with something called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, What that is, is it's like basically, it's a condition that affects blood flow so and the nervous system as well so that includes the sympathetic nervous system too Um, what that means is that those those two things are really important Um, they regulate and they control vital bodily functions and unfortunately uh, they cause a lot of symptoms like headaches or um, dizziness or different sort of things like abdominal pain bloating nausea blurred vision um all those kind of things. Um, and again, that was all kind of my life for the past year. I know that a lot of people have been through a lot since the pandemic. Um, and it was really hard for me to separate what I was going through and what other people are going through because I'm a bit of an empath. So again, like the the mental side of things, um, being 23 years old and being diagnosed with a chronic illness was 
obviously something that I had to come to terms with. And I think um, because of all the time that I had last year to really kind of sit with myself and I, I was basically, I had to go through all of my like issues that I had or like my childhood trauma um, and a lot of yeah things that were important to me I had to kind of really reflect on those and help myself through that <laughs> so mm. yeah so we're definitely going to have a bit of a chat today about um, you know the sort of mental challenges that you find there are around having a chronic illness but before we dive into that so yeah you've mentioned that you were diagnosed last year with POTS and so you've mentioned to me on Instagram as well that you're really wanting to raise awareness around POTS and what it is so what is your mission behind this and why is it um, you know that you've decided that this is something you want to do um well I feel like uh in society chronic illnesses aren't really like a lot of people with chronic illnesses actually get put down and they always get compared and they're always like oh there's always somebody worse off than you and it's actually really hard when you have it to um come to terms with that idea that yes there are people worse off but you also have to take care of yourself even more now uh, than you once did and you won't have the same quality of life and I want to let people know that it's okay to speak up if you have a chronic illness it's okay to talk about how you're feeling and I just want other people to know that like they're not alone and I'm here I'm in the same situation and that they can get through this like I want people to know that they can get through this and they will you know if they just keep pushing and keep really trying to um help themselves and love themselves they will get through it so see that's so powerful I love that you know you've taken something that's a challenge for yourself but turned it into a way to help other people you know who might also be experiencing that so that's really really powerful a very powerful way to transform like you know a not so ideal situation to create sort of a a purpose for you around it you know so it's really awesome what you're doing at the moment so I guess for anyone though who isn't familiar with the term chronic illness what exactly is a chronic illness an illness that you can be diagnosed with um, by a doctor or medical professional um, that you you may have for years or you may have it for the rest of your life and it impacts your life daily. So you will get symptoms like I said before, like, um, you know, chest pain, dizziness, fatigue, um, near fainting. This is just specifically for POTS syndrome. Um, but I know that there's a lot of others like chronic fatigue um, and yeah, there's a lot of other like illnesses out there, um, but a lot of them do have similar symptoms as well. So yeah, and something that you actually mentioned to me when you brought up doctors just then was that when you were going through the whole process of trying to figure out what it was that was wrong, you mentioned how the doctors and even, you know, some of the people around you weren't taking you seriously. So tell us a bit about this and the challenge that that was in itself and how you sort of remained true to yourself and followed your gut. Oh, gosh, this one. <laughs> um, well, basically, yeah, it was... It was that kind of feeling um, where you feel like the world is closing in on you because nobody really believes how your feel like how your body is acting different. But I just knew that this wasn't anxiety because you know um, both of my so I had um, 
one psychologist last year and then I went on to a different one. Um, but both of them said something very similar. They said to me that, because um, I had a near fainting experience and they said to me, well, it's very, very, very rare. Uh, it can happen, but it's very rare for you to faint during a panic attack. And these these POTS attacks were very similar to panic attacks. Um, with POTS syndrome, your body is constantly in fight or flight. So it's in survival mode, basically. And that's why you need to de-stress so much. But I was constantly in that. And so I had lots of panic attacks at the start of last year or POTS attacks. Um, yeah, but my doctor, she did say to me, um, you know, we can find some anxiety medication, we can find some depression medication, and we can put you on that. And I just kept thinking, this is just not me. And look, I do have anxiety, and I do have depression and OCD. Um, and I and I know what that's like for me. And I know it's different for everybody. But I knew I was like, this is just not my anxiety. It just This is not what it feels like for me and so that's why I had to keep pushing um, against like all the doctors like and I love I absolutely love my family and friends I've had so many people like support me on this journey but even a lot of other people would come to me and they would say oh it could just be low iron or it could just be this and it was sort of like to me it felt like it was passing what I was going through off as something just you know it's very small and insignificant and I know a lot of people don't mean to do it because a lot of people love you so much that they don't want something you know like this to happen to you and so when it does happen it's sort of like a bit of a shock for everyone but um, no I kept pushing and I kept going and towards the end I actually I do not advise anyone to google their symptoms because I know it's very bad but I myself am very logical in my thinking so I don't go to the very you know worst possible thing I actually one night I woke up with heart extreme heart palpitations and I was thinking what is this and I googled it um, and a few other things on um, online and it actually came up with POTS syndrome and I thought oh my gosh this is exactly what I have this is what I've been going through and again I did convince myself I sort of just stayed on the line where it's a big possibility but I'm gonna just keep thinking through this and keep you know seeing doctors and I told my mum and my dad and they said all right well let's see a cardiologist and so I ended up seeing um and he's he's awesome my cardiologist I'm mm. just glad that I kept kept pushing for myself I think that's what anyone needs to do in that situation yeah, I think that's really powerful that you were able to trust your intuition and follow your gut in this situation. You hear a lot of cases like this, actually, especially with like mothers and their children. Like the mothers usually have this gut feeling that it's more than what the doctor thinks it is. And, um, you know, in some cases, yeah, it is. And it's so important that if you do have that deeper feeling within you, like listen to your intuition and trust that because sometimes it, it feels almost like it's just a case of they're trying to tick off certain boxes. And if it ticks mm. certain boxes, then it must be that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, good on you for staying true to yourself, standing strong and continuing to dig deep yourself until you were able to come together with someone who actually could help you find the solution. So yeah, that's Thank really you. awesome to hear. Thank you. And um, if I could just say one more thing, um, the thing about like, I love intuition because I'm so much more in touch with myself spiritually now. Um, I'm a lot better with my intuition, what it is and how it feels. Um, but I actually have OCD as well. So for those of you out there who do have OCD, um, it, it is very hard to be able to be, you know, in touch with your intuition or also recognizing what your mind is telling you um, and sort of trying to um, split those apart and take them as two separate things. Um, so 
yeah it's 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 a very like OCD is one of those things where it can tell you lots of different things like I had medical anxiety for a while there um but through my spiritual journey I was able to sort out um you know what feeling was what like what the thoughts were telling me were different to what I actually felt inside so Mm. yeah yeah we're definitely gonna have a bigger chat today about spirituality and the journey that you've been on but because you just touched on intuition further like what would your advice be to people then who are wanting to learn how to trust their intuition more honestly for me it all has to do with sorting out your inner child and really like there's so much information now on like Instagram or just like self-help pages about your inner child and how if you kind of sort out all the things in the past that um, that you see from your childhood that kind of affected you now as an adult and you take care of yourself and really love yourself I think that that really changes how your intuition works as well Uh, because uh, with my OCD I always used to just believe that that was my intuition but it actually it actually isn't um there's a page on Instagram as well called pure O Chrissy she's amazing um and she really helps you through all your thoughts and how you feel and I also saw a psychologist that actually um she knows a lot about OCD and she actually specializes in that so that can also be really really helpful for sort of knowing the difference between the two of them Mm, yeah amazing advice and thank you for like shining light on the importance of sort of going and getting the resources you need you know like go and speak to a professional about it learn how you can work through it learn how you can manage it that's why they're here right to help you through what it is that you're struggling with so you mentioned before as well that um because of your OCD you've had to sort of develop a lot of de-stressing methods because you're constantly in this fight or flight mode. So tell me a bit about, you know, what these de-stressing methods are that you find really helpful for you, because I know there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. in general who just really struggle with stress. So I guess if you have really good de-stressing methods, then fire away. Well, the first one, which a lot of people surprisingly don't like, and then there's some people that do, it took me a while to get into it, but it's actually meditation. And it's funny because people think you're just sitting there, just like not, not, you know, not doing anything. And technically you are, but if you get the Calm app or there's like all sorts of different apps, if you get those apps and you actually listen to um, the meditation, like little guide things, there's a guy that does like a voiceover. There's a few people that do voiceovers and they actually teach you how to clear your mind and how to cope with your thoughts and how to like just embrace being who you are and being in the moment because we also like so often think of the future and we think of the past and we're never really here. And I think that's one of the big things that actually helped me where I am today and be who I am today. And I also think that like, I mean, because of all the work I did last year um, on actually facing my fears, facing my trauma that I had had. But yeah, I feel like with all the work that I did last year and actually facing these things and turning around and being like, well, no, I'm going to work on this. And I made heaps of lists. So making a list or writing on your whiteboard or stuff like that is really helpful. And I said, like, I'm going to um help my anxiety my OCD like everything I'm going through I wrote all my little goals on that list and that really helped me progress to do the things that I needed to do to de-stress and now that I I learned those things and I learned how to meditate um 
and I also read the book The Subtle Art of Not Giving a an F <laughs> um, and that's a really great book too and it literally just taught me so much um, on how to take responsibility for myself and all of these things came together now and what I realized out of all of the information that I had read or that I had done or practiced is that it literally is what it is everything just is as it is and, you know, if you give yourself enough love and enough time, like everybody thinks that self, like a lot of people think that self-love is a journey where you just have to rush to like care for yourself and love for yourself, but it actually takes time. That's what people don't realize. I mean, you're with yourself for the rest of your life um, and time is literally all you have. And I know a lot of people are like, don't cry because you're weak or don't, you know, um, try not to get angry and they hold in their emotions and or it can be the other way, over emotional. But I think it's good just to just to be like in the moment with yourself and just accept things how they are. And it is so hard for a lot of people to come to terms with that. But that gives me a lot of peace now um, because of, you know, how far I've come. So. Mm, this is so powerful I absolutely love everything that you're sharing with our listeners today and I love how you really shone light on the power of meditation right like that is such a powerful method for de-stressing and I mean even like if you're not you don't even need to look at meditation as the actual sort of um you know practice of it but if you just take the concept of focusing on your breathing like taking a moment to just stop where you are when you're feeling that stress and just come back to your breath come back to the present and really just focus on bringing your awareness to now like becoming mindful of where you are now then that's going to help you reduce stress so much in itself it's it's like you said it's all about practicing being present because yeah. when we do feel stressed we're feeling stressed because we're either fixated on the past that we can't change or we're fixated on the future that is maybe overwhelming or um you know causing other emotions as such. So that's why, yeah, meditation is so powerful for bringing yourself back, just being present, being mindful. And if you don't have time, which if you don't have time to meditate, then that means you need to be meditating, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, if you really are in a sort of situation where you can't physically remove yourself and sit down in silence for, you know, 10, 20 minutes, then just come back to your breath. Focus mm -hmm. on doing a deep breath in through your nose, hold it for a couple of counts and then breathe out as much as you can. Something as simple as that is really going to make such a difference. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so the next thing I want to chat about then, meditation's a good little cue into this, is uh, the topic of spirituality because it's come up a few times in this chat and I love chatting about spirituality <laughs> and I love learning about other people's sort of um, views on spirituality and how they use it in their life. So what I'd love for you to share with us is sort of what is spirituality to you and also what is involved with having a spiritual awakening and, you know, what's your journey been like with this? I think I've always been sort of spiritual. I think I've always been in touch um, with the universe, but um, it's going to sound a little bit, I don't know, crazy, but I'm actually thankful now for what happened to me last year. To It shaped who I am today. It's shaped uh, how brave I've been. <laughs> and um, I am very proud of myself for getting where I am. Um, but I think I wouldn't be where I was without everything. 
So obviously being 23 years old and not being able to do the same things that I could, that I used to be able to do, not being able to have like jobs where you can stand up and walk around and um, having to quit my job, which is very sad and not being able to go out with my friends as much um, because my body is just like not well. Um, I had to come to terms with a lot of things and with coming to terms with those things, I had to also come to terms with a lot of other thoughts and feelings that I had have about people from the past or things that had happened in the past or how I was reacting to things or, you know, things about me that I wanted to not so much change, but really work on. Um, and because of all of that, and I think that is also like part of the spiritual awakening, I just had to really challenge myself to not just get through with all the things that was happening to me, but also um, look at them and kind of face them and deal with them the best I could. Because some of the things like having OCD, I'll probably have for the rest of my life because it is genetic. Um, and that's just, that's just for me. But um, for things like, um, like anxiety or being anxious about, you know, going out in public with big crowds, like that was something I could focus on and challenge myself with or um, challenging myself with the idea that my life is going to be different now. But that's okay because, you know, I'm going to change as a person. And um, it's kind of like the caterpillar into a butterfly sort of thing, um, which is really, really cool. And I had to also learn how to love myself. And I know everyone's kind of like, everyone's kind of like, well, a lot of people are kind of like, um, you know, loving yourself is like self-care and, you know, taking care of yourself, maybe going getting your nails done or doing facials. And that can be a small part of it. But I honestly believe loving yourself is actually facing your fears and like facing them head on and literally going through your challenges and knowing it's okay to be alone sometimes with yourself and um, really get through these things with yourself. Um, and I think, you know, even like with mental health things as well, I think when you really face those and you really talk about them um, and you get through them and you learn how to deal with them or cope with them a little bit better every day, um, I think that's actually loving yourself and it's you know that spiritual awakening and I think not apologizing as well for the fact that you want to love yourself because in social media everyone's always like oh she's so up herself and stuff but why should people be criticized for learning how to love themselves you know like I think mm. it's one of the best things that you can do so <laughs> there is so much that I want to now feed off of this because I think <laughs> everything you just shared honestly this is all so powerful this is all such powerful truths that I'm so glad that you were bringing up right now. And I think the first thing I want to touch on is the idea of spirituality, right? I think so many people hear the word spirituality and they're like, oh, that's some crazy woo-woo fairy tale magic nonsense. Like if you're spiritual, you're a witch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like there's this massive misconception when spirituality, really all it is, is connecting to yourself deeply, like creating that deep connection within yourself, getting to know yourself, developing self-awareness and, and then using that to transform yourself, mm -hmm. you know, into a higher version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a misconception that people make. And when they, when they hear people say, Oh, you're, so you're spiritual, you're <laughs> a crazy lady. It's like, no, 
I'm spiritual. I'm self-aware. I'm, I'm open to exploring that there is a greater purpose to my life. And in order to find that, I have to dig within. And mm -hmm. then you brought it up as well, like facing fears and trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all a part of that spiritual journey. You know, digging deep and understanding why are they there and how can you use them to grow? And I love how you have taken the perspective of what's happening in your life. Like it, you, you're not taking this perspective of being a victim. Instead, you're rising above that and you're being like, no, this is a part of my transformative journey. This is helping me become the person that I am meant to be, the person that I am now. And that is so empowering in itself, you know? Yeah. And then the next thing that I wanted to like kind of address with what you said was when you brought up loving yourself mm -hmm. and that self-love is really all about facing those fears and mm -hmm. confronting those traumas. And one thing in particular that I absolutely love that you said is it's being okay with being alone. Mm -hmm. So I want you to dive deeper into that for me. I want you to dive deeper into what you've mentioned here about self-love being about being okay with being alone. And, and I know that there's so many people who are constantly looking for that in other people, mm -hmm. you know, rather than finding that self-love within themselves. So as someone who's gone on quite a big self-love journey, you know, how have you learned to be okay with just being with yourself? Well, I think everyone's journey firstly is different. So it's hard to sort of, you know, I'll just give my perspective and my opinion, I suppose, on that. And I know not everyone will agree, but, you know, because some people can find happiness with their partners and grow with their partners when they do find someone. Um, and some people like me go through like a um, quite a life changing journey and then do find that, you know, it's it has helped me love myself and you know take care of myself so basically I will just say that last year I did actually have like you on your journey you will have the points where you are crying and where you are not okay and it's definitely okay not to be okay as well so I did have times last year where I thought, you know, why, why me? But until I started really pushing for myself, until I started realizing that it is my responsibility and it is my choice to start, you know, looking after myself and taking care of myself until I realized that that was the pivotal moment that I was like, I can actually do this. Like I can do whatever I want to do. And I started manifesting things. And that's why I was talking about lists earlier because I manifested everything that I wanted on my list. And within months, I am now living in Sydney. I have an amazing partner. Like I am about to be interviewed for a new job, which I really believe in um, for people with disabilities who want the right support workers for them. And I love helping people. Um, and it's just like a perfect fit for me, honestly. And all these things were written down on my list and I was just manifesting them every day because it's something that I deserve. And everybody deserves something different. But if it's coming from your heart um, and it's something that you know that, you know, you believe that you sort of deserve and you want, um, then why not, <laughs> really? Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, being alone, I mean, last year was quite hard for me and that's why I sort of needed support because last year I was quite dizzy or disorientated pretty much half the time until we diagnosed what, what I had. Um, and I think I just really needed that support from like my mom and dad and my sister and um, 
her partner and everything and they really did all they could to help me get through it uh, but when I was well enough to kind of start doing things on my own um, and when I had that moment where I was like I need to start you know taking responsibility um, and again the subtle art of not giving a <laughs> that book is going back to that book um, it really did just change my whole perspective my whole mindset because I think in the book uh, Mark Manson he says that there was this guy and look honestly my I have brain fog so I cannot remember exactly what he had but he had something um, that you know he had like really bad um, aches and pains or something that you know like an illness of some kind and um, he complained about it all the time but then he had this idea of giving himself one year where he would act like he could do anything he wanted and I was just kind of like oh my gosh well, what if I started acting like that even though my body sometimes I have to slow down to like you know so it can keep up with me um, I, I just was like okay well one year if I can do anything you know if I could do anything I wanted what would I do and um yeah he did that and he you know became a famous philosopher um and again my brain fog I'm so sorry but I don't remember what philosopher but he did become a famous philosopher and um he you know had an amazing life after that with you know wife and kids or not saying you have to have an amazing life if you have wife and kids but just saying that he he got what he wanted um and that's kind of where I base my self-love and um, sort of care from. But I've kind of gone off topic again. <laughs> no, it was no, amazing. It was amazing. I'm literally sitting here like smiling so much <laughs> because I love everything you're saying. Okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Especially that end bit that you said about act like you can do anything you wanted. Yeah. Act like you can do anything you want. And guys, like that is the power of self-belief, right? Yeah. It's making that choice, making that decision that if you want to do or become something, you can. Mm -hmm. Putting that certainty in yourself. And, and when you act like you can do anything you want, well, then you're going to actually start doing yeah. everything you want, right? Like, because yeah. you're releasing yourself of those limits. And that is literally... The key, that is the key to being limitless, the key to going out and stepping into your greatest potential. Mm -hmm. Even if you're afraid to do it, it, like Mark Manson literally says, risk it because literally what is going to happen? What are you going to lose? You're not going to lose anything. You just risk it. doesn't work. Try again. It's that whole concept. Exactly. The only time you are ever going to lose something is when you don't take that risk, right? Like you yeah. take the risk. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. You know that that way doesn't work out. So you can try again. You've yeah. got a way to re-navigate your path. But if you don't try at all, you're going to spend your whole life wondering what if, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So there's one final thing that I want to chat about today and then we've got to wrap up this episode. I swear I could continue talking for hours with you. Like <laughs> this conversation is amazing right now. So what I wanted to come back to was how you mentioned before, how you said that you're actually really thankful for what happened to you. Mm -hmm. And it's really awesome because, you know, we shouldn't even say what happened to you. We should say what happened for you, mm -hmm. right? Because when you're taking that sort of gratitude standpoint, when you, where you can be grateful for the things that are happening in your life and you can realize that they're leading you to somewhere greater, then that's so powerful in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So I guess 
there's two things to this, actually. This is a two-part question. The first part is, how did you shift yourself into that space of gratitude, right? Like, how did you um, take yourself away from being a victim and instead shifted to gratitude to be able to go, hey, I'm actually grateful for what I went through because that's brought me to here now? Well, um, again, it was just time. I think... For so long, I was like, you know, why this happened to me? Like, why couldn't it have been anybody else? But then I actually, um, tapping more into the spiritual thing as well, I actually started talking to a psychic. Now, this can be good and bad for people with OCD, so you've just got to be really careful there. But for me, I feel like it's been all right now with how I've been coping with things. Um, but I think they really helped me, like, on my journey um, – to sort of realize that my guardian angels were like my guardian angels, my spirit guides, everything was still there for me. They were still looking out for me and they were letting me know that um, I just had to believe in myself. And that was when I, like, that was also when I realized that, Oh my gosh, everybody else has been believing in me. Why haven't I? And I've just achieved so much in a matter of months from believing in myself and what I can do. Um, even if I have those low days where I feel like crap, everybody has those days. That's all okay. Like everything that happens, it's okay. It's okay for you to feel down. It's okay for you to not feel well. You don't have to force yourself to feel better. Just like feel how you feel in the moment and then let it go the next day or whenever you need to give yourself time and then move towards what you want to do. And even if it's small steps every day, just a little bit every day, like really, really helps. And that's what helped me um for so long so yeah I, I still wait sorry what was the actual I keep wandering off onto different things <laughs> you've essentially answered it hey I was just you know curious to know how you shifted from being in that victim mentality to focusing on gratitude and and uh, where you yeah. are now you know yeah yeah well I guess when everything did start happening for me after I believed in myself uh then I was like hey like this just this just was meant to be it just it is what it is and it was meant to be for me and I started feeling so much gratitude even though I've had some really sad things happen this week um I just believe that you know it's really good to believe in yourself and just you know kind of figure out where you're going and yeah sort of put effort in to go towards that direction as well Amazing. And so the final thing that I have to ask you then, Amy, is, you know, what allows you to sort of remain empowered through all the challenges that you go through and, and really rise above them? What is that thing that you always come back to? Um, <laughs> that's, it's, uh, it is so hard to pick one thing. <laughs> I'm a Libra though, so I'm indecisive. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, really it's myself. It's like, it's really when you get through that spiritual awakening and you get through everything that you have been through and more or that you're going through, you kind of just always come back to yourself and you go, hang on, like, can I just stop criticizing myself for a second or, you know, whatever it may be that you're doing and go, I need to love myself. I need to give the love that I so easily give to other people to myself. 
um that and probably my best friend <laughs> um her name's Liz she's wonderful she has helped me through a lot and so have like my friends and family and my partner but Liz has always been that one person that has just known exactly what to say um and she is very much like me we're very similar and she's pretty much my inner voice <laughs> whenever I'm not being the nicest to myself and I do the same for her. So I reckon those would be the two the two best things. But yeah. Well, shout out to you for, you know, being one of the reasons that you remain so empowered and shout out to Liz. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love having a best friend that is essentially an extension of yourself, right? Like yes. it's, they're, the, <laughs> they're the soul sisters, you know, they're the soul sisters. So honestly, Amy, this has been an absolutely incredible podcast. I honestly, like I haven't even been reading off the questions that I had prepared because this just like, this just flowed. This just flowed. And I love that we were able to cover everything from, you know, chronic illnesses to spirituality and intuition and self-love and de-stressing like oh my gosh we've covered it all so thank you so much for your time today you know you were so inspiring so empowering and you really do show that anything is possible and you don't have to be limited by the things that feel like you know might be challenges or happening to you instead of happening for you so thank you so much for coming on oh goodness thank you so much for having me I appreciate it so much it's so amazing to be able to you know tell my story and sort of let other people know that they're not alone so that's cool so that's a wrap on today's episode if you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this then send this to them and share it to your stories tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast if you want more from the podcast make sure you jump on over to the empower community on facebook i have popped the link in the show notes of this episode so i can't wait for you to join me there but that's all for me for now fam it's time i love you and leave you So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.